You are listening to the Habitology Podcast with Melanie White and today's episode is all about business models for service-based businesses. I want to talk about this from two perspectives. Firstly, for people who are transitioning out of a job and into a business, that's one type of model we'll look at, a very basic, simple, easy to get started model. And then what happens when you transition from that startup phase into a more established and growing business? And we'll look at three options there. But before we talk about the models, I want to give you a really big picture overview of how businesses start and grow and what happens through those stages and what you might be thinking about and experiencing as you go through those stages, just so that you're really clear on how these business models work and how they're positioned. So let's start by saying that most of us start our working lives being paid an hourly rate for a defined set of tasks in somebody else's business. In other words, we're being paid by the hour and we're doing a defined job. And when we get to running our own business, we go through a transition out of that other role that we know really well and we might still be thinking about this hourly rate model So let's think about the job for a moment, thinking about working for somebody else. What happens is you go to that job and you're doing paid work for, say, 40 hours a week. And your job is to show up at certain times and to do some work for the business. And it's just a part of all of the work that that company does. You just have one role. Just to keep it simple, let's say that you show up at a a department store each day, Monday to Friday, 9 to 5. And your job is to sell perfume for eight hours a day at the perfume counter. And so every hour that you're standing there at the counter, you're selling directly to clients and you're making sales. So it totally makes sense that you're paid by the hour for that job because everything you're doing is about earning money. But this mentality of hours for dollars needs to change somewhat when you start running your own business because suddenly you're doing more than just selling the perfume. You're formulating it, packaging it, costing it, running financial spreadsheets, finding brand ambassadors, pitching to stores, setting up an online store and paying suppliers. Suddenly, when you run a business, there's a lot more to running the business than just selling the perfume. And there's not a lot of time to sell the perfume around all those other things. When you run a business, you have to do a lot of unpaid business level tasks. And so that's what I'm really trying to communicate here. You have administration work, you have to pay bills, you have to create invoices, you have to fill out coaching logs or service logs, you need to develop services and products to do research and to do marketing and all of those things don't earn any income. And in fact, you'll need to spend money on things like systems, marketing and advertising. So what I'm saying is that a big portion of the work that you do in a business is unpaid initially or it costs money. It does not directly earn you any revenue. And that's why thinking about earning an hourly rate in your business is something that you need to kind of move past. You're going to probably have a few clients to begin with that pay you by the hour or by the session if you prefer but there's probably no way you're going to replace your income in the long term if you stick with that model. So while it's a great place to start your coaching business on a pay-per-session model and working with individuals in a one-on-one environment, 
please know that if you want to grow beyond a part-time income, you will need to change your model to something different later on. If you want to scale your income and earn what you need to earn to replace the money that you would have earned in a job. So with all that said and done, let's look at the two versions of business models. Firstly, the simple startup service model and then the growth business model. So starting with the startup model, let's figure out what's realistic and reasonable in terms of your earnings. Firstly, I'm going to suggest that you start your business by selling one core service. You might have two slightly different versions of this, two slightly different options, but let's just understand this. You're going to earn most of your money and income most easily by doing one thing consistently and very well. At the same time, you're going to be learning about setting up a business and you'll have to spend time on that. So you might as well keep your client work simple and easy to talk about. And that's the reason I suggest selling one service. It's easy to become good at something and to create a really clear marketing message if you just do one thing well. All of the other parts of your business will then be simpler. You're just invoicing one type of product. You're creating financial plans and forecasting based on one type of service. For people who are new to business, and let's use the example here of coaches, they often have 10 different options and it's confusing. It's corporate and group and one-to-one and four and six and eight and 12-week programs. That's really hard to think about and manage when you're starting out, but it's a newbie mistake. Think about what that looks like to the consumer. Imagine yourself as a person who stumbled across a service-based business website offering all that stuff. If you go there and you see that, how do you judge that? For me, I don't believe that one person can do all of those things. So I'm put off. There's a lack of trust for me. There's a lack of personalization. And it feels like they're a jack of all trades, master of none. And from a business model perspective, as I've said, it's much easier to sell one or two things, refine and test them, get really good at them and become known for them. The financial side and the planning side is much easier. The marketing is much simpler because you're just talking about one thing. So what I want you to do is think about defining a single specific program that you can run and test repeatedly in your first year or your first three to six months with a series of clients. Usually with that sort of a model, you would price it as X number of sessions per, for X dollars per session and create a bit of a package. It's a program for a certain number of weeks and you might have other things included, which is your second option, like a free ebook or some workbooks or something or some video training that goes along with the basics. So you have two versions of the same thing. What you have then is a tangible offering to your audience with a tangible start and finish date and normally a tangible result that they would achieve in that period of time. Because remember, people are buying results, not the program. They want the results that the program creates. So starting with this kind of business model, this X-week program in exchange for this price is the best way to start. So what does that look like over a year? Well, normally your goal would be to work up to seeing 100 clients per year on a one-to-one basis like this, using this model, 
maybe you'd be working 45 weeks of the year, taking off some holidays, public holidays and others, and seeing 100 clients. That's a fairly reasonable workload. Over 10 months, that's 10 clients per month. Totally doable. So if each of those clients paid $600 for, for their eight-week program and you saw 100 clients, that would be $60,000 a year. Let's just break that down a moment. So in that scenario, you're delivering 800 sessions per year, which is 100 clients times eight sessions for $60,000. So hearing this, can you see what it would be like if you kept it really simple like that, rather than trying to offer corporate and group and one-to-one -one and different versions of the program from four to 12 weeks, if you just kept it really simple, then all you have to do is find 100 clients who'd pay $600 for that program. Super easy, super simple, and no overwhelm with that. You can just go straight out and start finding those people. You can offer other options, of course, but given that you're investing a lot of time with clients at this stage of your business, you're learning about business, I think you really want to keep it simple. Keep your client work as streamlined as possible so that the unpaid stuff you're doing in your business is also easy and efficient. If you work in this way for your first six to 12 months, it allows you to fine tune what you do, to become known for it and become, to become good at it. It means that you develop confidence, perhaps a specialty in an area, and you get some certainty about what you want to do on your terms and in your own time. You get really clear on what works and what doesn't and how you want to evolve that program over time. So you can use this first period, this first six to 12 months with the startup model to get really clear on your offering and the benefits of that service, who you're attracting, what they're getting out of working with you and all those sorts of things. That's going to help you with your positioning and your marketing going forward. And then you are ready to adjust or grow. So now let's move forward ahead six to 12 months and let's say that you've been working in that one-to-one -one capacity and let's talk about business models for growth. That's the next step in your business. Once you've settled into that service and you feel good about what it is, who it helps and how it helps people and how to deliver it efficiently, the next logical step is thinking about scaling. In other words, Unless you start charging a premium price and targeting a very rich demographic, could we call it, it's unlikely that you'll be making the living that you want from one-to-one -one coaching. Unless you want to stay small and low profile and just earn a part-time income, you can totally stay with the one-to-one -one model in that sense. But even so, there are lessons to be learned from the growth models that I'm about to share with you. So listen carefully and even if you're not currently thinking that you would want to scale your business at some point, think about the benefits that I'm going to introduce you to in these three models and see whether any of them might apply at some level. At some point, most service-based businesses want to earn a full-time income equivalent to and replacing what they would earn in a job. So they need to outgrow that paper session model. What I'm talking about now is transcending into out of the job or workplace mentality and into something bigger. So let's start that conversation about becoming an entrepreneur, about becoming a business owner and looking at the scenarios where what you earn per hour is going to be much bigger 
you're going to be able to serve more people at once in less time so that the amount that you earn becomes independent of the time you spend in your business. So rather than selling hours, now you're selling value. And so you're transitioning out of that job mentality into the entrepreneur mentality. It's a really critical stage in your business. It's a critical sign of growth when you get your head around this. And before we start, let's be really clear. Scaling your business isn't about getting rich, although it can be. There are three good reasons to scale your business. Firstly, you can serve more people at a higher level because you have more time available. Secondly, you can work fewer hours with clients and spend more time working on your business to improve it and at the same time avoid burning out. Let me tell you, when you're working with lots of clients, 10 or more individuals per week, every week of the year, it can be really draining. One to many helps you to avoid that burnout. So that's your second reason, fewer hours and more time working on your business so that you have better balance and less burnout. And number three, and I think the most important perhaps, is that when you go into one of these scaling models, you lower your risks in business. In other words, in the one-to-one environment, your business only operates if you are present. So lowering your risk in this sense means that if you use one of these scaling models, you can continue to earn a consistent income even if you get sick or take a holiday because you have more time available and more flexibility. So we're going to look at those three different business model options now to scale your service-based business so you can get an idea of what it might look like in future. Just to keep it simple, I'll talk specifically about coaching here because this is the most personal of personal services that you can get. The first business model is what I'll call the group model. And the easiest way to scale your one-to-one income and start earning a full-time income is to start working with groups. As a coach, you can realistically only give enough attention to a group of around 10 people as a maximum at once. Unless you're doing more of an educational or teaching style approach, you're going to probably want to cap your group size at 10. I think six is the sweet spot, but 10 is very possible. But let's say that your idea is to coach interactively with a small group. That's your ideal, that's what you want, and that's the easy way to scale. So consider that in the previous scenario for a one-to-one, you might have charged $600 for an eight-week program. That's what we discussed. Now imagine that that price becomes your group program price and you have 10 people per group. Suddenly, instead of earning $600 for eight sessions, you're earning $6,000 for eight sessions. You've 10 times your income, and you've got one-tenth of the time spent with clients. Probably not quite one-tenth, probably um, about a fifth, because your sessions may be a bit longer. And if you were to then build up to running three concurrent groups per week, you'd double or triple that amount and your annual income would be in the order of $72,000 for around 96 sessions. And those sessions would be maybe an hour and a half long. My own scaled business model was just like this. I ran three to four groups each week. 
for eight weeks on every school term. So that's four times a year. And the groups ran, they started in the first week of term and they ran on a Tuesday at midday, a Tuesday at 5.45pm and a Wednesday at 5.45pm. So they were my three time slots that I ran every school term for eight weeks. As I mentioned, the group sessions might be slightly longer than the one-to-ones, maybe an hour and a half. And the great thing is with groups is that you can still use exactly the same program for groups as you did for individuals. You're just slightly differing the delivery. You can also continue to see a few one-to-one clients if you like, but you'd probably charge them a slightly higher price. So instead of the original $600, you might charge them $800. It's feasible for a coach who has a really good program that gets results and is working, say, three groups per school term to earn around $80,000 per year. So that's the easiest way to start scaling is with the group model. Another option for scaling your business is what I will call the premium model. This is where you increase the price of your packages because you have more experience, a specialty, and or you give a bigger, more transformational result. You go deeper with your clients. In any case, you're offering more value. And this really transcends the idea of paying for an hourly rate. Now your client is paying for a specific result and for access to the value of your experience and your coaching skill. In the premium model, you can continue to work one-on-one or with small groups, but you significantly increase your prices to reflect the value of what you're offering. And the premium model services could take one of these forms. It could be a VIP program that packages up some small group and individual coaching sessions, or it could be an intensive longer-term program. Perhaps you're working with a client for 10 two-hour sessions over six months, for example, or there's a series of workshops that are a deep dive experience over a period of a few months. These are just three examples I've come up with. You could pick one of these to focus on or something slightly different. Remembering still that in the coaching business, your clients need to work with you for long enough to change a couple of habits and get a result. So you're not offering a seven-day thing here. You're offering a longer-term thing or a more intensive thing or both. No matter which format you choose, the model is based on that intense work. It creates a bigger transformation. And in order to be able to sell a higher priced item, you have to really be clear on describing the transformation and the result and the value of it in your marketing in order to get people who will pay that price. So usually these programs, as I mentioned, involved highly personalized sessions, longer sessions, or the addition of other coaching sessions or resources. It might include a hand-created welcome pack, for example. It's the real chocolates-on-the-pillow type of service, the Rolls-Royce service. And your goal in this case with the premium model would be to service a few high-paying clients. You might hear this term bandied around, high-ticket clients. A lot of marketing people talk about that. And that's what we're talking about, just a few of those over the year. For example, let's say that you have a 12-week or a 24-week program or a VIP package or something like that, and that might cost $5,000 per person. 
And your goal might be to sell that premium service to perhaps 20 clients per year. So if you had 5,000 per person, 20 clients per year, that would earn you $100,000. This is a more advanced strategy than the group coaching. And it's really good for somebody who is highly specialized, has a great reputation, has created massive transformations and has lots of social proof, or is working on the richer end of the market, for want of a better way of saying it. Now, let's look at the third option for scaling your business. And I'm going to call this option the automation model. There are lots of ways to introduce automation to your business to help you scale it, but it's essentially a one-to-many service that's kind of a version of or a combination of the other two models I've just discussed. One way it could look is that you have your program, your coaching program, semi-automated. For example, you have an email system that delivers worksheets or quizzes and those sorts of tools via automated email, supported by coaching-style videos of you asking open-ended questions, some self-coaching elements, and supported by 15-minute laser coaching sessions that you deliver or perhaps that you subcontract other coaches to deliver. This is a bit like the group coaching model with less contact time with clients and more self-coaching resources. It's one way of semi-automating what you do. Another option would be to deliver a program for a niche that doesn't need a lot of intensive coaching support, such as for people who are in the maintenance stage of change and just need some reinvigoration and energy and some competition and inspiration. So you need far less of the personal conversation there. They're just trying to stay on the wagon. And in that case, it's a lot more hands-off. You could see perhaps 50 to 100 people at a time in a webinar or a live group. Your clients would have worksheets to fill in with coaching style questions on them. And as you talk to them and ask those questions, they're filling those in. Tony Robbins works a bit like this in some of his training that he does in coaching. So while it's much less personable, it's highly scalable and it could be suitable for more of that maintenance style audience. You might also have an option for people to um, to upsell them a one-to-one coaching session to go along with this if they wanted. So you could charge upwards of $100 per month, maybe up to $500 a month, depending on what you're doing. And if you've got 100 people a year in that membership or in that type of automation model, you'd be earning around $120,000. Automation models are the most advanced because they rely on technology a really strong coaching presence and personality, good resources, and an ability to stay in the coaching mode without reverting back to teaching. You really want to be sure that you're still coaching even though you're talking to that many people at once. So we covered a lot today. Let's get a summary of the business models. Firstly, and starting out, the one-to-one model is the easiest place to start. And that's for coaches or other service-based businesses. If you are happy with the income you're earning from that, you could build it up slowly over a year and maintain that model if you wanted to. 
if you've if you're someone who's left a job and is starting a business this is the easy way for your brain to get used to the idea of running a business because it's basically like the hours for dollars model of the job that you used to have and over your first six to 12 months, you could work up to seeing 100 clients per year with two slightly different versions of your program, and that would be a really great way to start. You'd become good at something, and you'd learn about running a business effectively. You'd have plenty of breathing space to do that and to achieve work-life balance. So that would be around 800 sessions per year, and depending on the session length, that's about 500 to 800 working hours per year for that model. And when you become proficient at that, you have the option to scale your income and reduce your time. So in that scenario, you're focused on selling value rather than time. And that's what's required to attract larger numbers or a, a higher charge rate, is the concept of value and how you talk about that. So to do that, the three options I mentioned as growth models included, firstly, the group coaching model, which is the easiest. And I said to you that you might be able to earn maybe $80,000 a year for around about 150 hours or 200 hours roughly work. The premium model for specialty and packaged services could be around 100000 a year. And the automation model, which is higher tech and services many more clients at once, could be upwards of 120k per year, possibly for around about 100 hours of coaching contact time. So you can see how scaling really reduces the number of hours and increases the amount of money you can earn. And in order to scale, you need to be really confident as a coach and ready to take on technology and groups or both. In any case, you're the boss. You have the flexibility to earn the income and work the hours that suit you and your life best. If you want to stay with one-to-one -one coaching, you can totally do that. And if you want to scale, you can get help to launch on in. Now, if you want help to get your business model up and running, visit www.melaniejwhite.com forward slash habitology and check out my monthly membership where you can work out the best model for you and start building and applying it. Thanks for listening today and I look forward to seeing you on the next episode. Bye for now. The podcast you just heard was made using Anchor. Ever thought about making your own podcast? Anchor makes it really easy for anyone to get started. It's a one-stop shop for recording, hosting, and distributing podcasts. Best of all, it's 100% free. Sign up now at anchor.fm slash new. That's anchor.fm slash new to get started.